Welcome to Another Round, the podcast that gives you an insight into brewing. My name is Yonidar, and uh, today we are heading to British Columbia, Canada, where we today we'll be talking to the founder of Shaw Ferments, Shanley Thompson. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, so yeah, um, I was uh, tipped by uh, by Matt, one of my uh, my colleagues in Plato, that uh, we need to t- we need to get Shanley on uh, on the podcast because she has some some great uh, some great stuff going on and. Of course, it's it's tempting to go like directly to present day and all the project that you're you're doing. But I want to build this up a little bit for the audience here. And and you're no lightweight when it comes to to the brewing scene. But your original education was within food science, right? That's correct. Yeah, I was. Um, I originally grew up in the prairies of uh, of Canada, so Manitoba, Winnipeg, um, and that's where my food science kind of stemmed from. Uh, so a lot of wheat studies, a lot of things about mm. bread making, cause we have a large, uh, wheat plant out there, <laughs> but, um, but from there, you know, that spurred my interest in fermentation studies, biology, um, biochemistry and that kind of thing. So I did my master's at Purdue, um, where I think I did a lot more drinking than I did studying. <laughs> Indiana does that to you. <laughs> and from there, I wanted to kind of work more in the alcohol industry because it seemed fun and, and it was. Um, mm. So from there, I worked at Diageo. I made Smirnoff products, um, that kind of uh, Smirnoff, Captain Morgan, Kettle One, uh, Crown Royal products. Um, so a lot of things I could personally drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of free booze, let me be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But corporate alcohol wasn't for me, so I did my master brewers at UC mm. Davis, um, where I kind of fell in love with the craft brewing scene. Uh, and that's, you know, I worked as a brewer, I worked as a production manager, um, to where I, you know, led myself into sales, uh, both in, on ingredients, um, and most recently I was uh, selling hops for a hop collective. So mm. um, kind of been on all sides of the brewing and fermentation and alcohol industry, and that's really where... Um, my new project Shan Ferments really came from. Mm. Yeah, you're 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 summarizing exactly what I'm what I have been observing as well. Doing a little bit of research for you, be going like like you said, uh, university graduating, going into the Canadian government, uh, working with the RGO, very technical, um, uh, scientific work, of course, uh, and then uh, going into uh, going from some from such. I wouldn't say restricted, but so so set parameters as these kind of organizations have. Uh, um, graduating from uh, from UC Davis and then going into craft beer, was it a little bit of a, a shock coming into the craft beer scene? Where I, I'm not going to to judge everyone in the craft beer scene, but it's a little bit more uh, um, chaotic. <laughs> yeah, so I I honestly was um, I think shocked was a good word for it. I I'll be let me tell you a quick story. When I started in my first role um, as a brewer, I showed up on my first day expecting, you know, what I got in corporate alcohol, which was, you know, a booklet and talking about, you know, benefits and that kind of thing. And I knew it was going to be a little different. What I didn't realize was when I showed up, my cellarman was the only one who was there and he didn't have a key to the building. And at 6 a.m., so he jumped the fence and broke into the brewery. And I said, how do you know how to do that? And he said, oh, I've been to prison before. Yeah. And that was my first day on the job. And I was like, oh, the brewing industry is going to be very different. I already know that. So, yeah, I mean, going from corporate alcohol where, like, I wasn't allowed to wear shorts mm. to, like, 
a guy breaking into the brewery to make sure we can get to to the job that I was supposed to do on day one. Very different dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> I can only, I can only imagine. <laughs> so you don't have to you don't have to name the brewery, but uh, with the the first brewery you were at was at uh, Northwest Brewing Company, uh, and you've been a head brewer, a a brewer, a production manager, um, and you've been for uh, for quite a short period of time you've been a little bit around in different places um and you seem uh without me knowing you personally you you seem like someone who is a little bit uh, restless uh maybe going from from job to job but yeah. can you imagine any other industry where you're allowed to be that and still do success uh, in the way you can do in craft beer absolutely yeah i mean and i think you know, we can get into this. It's a, that's a different topic for a different podcast, you know, <laughs> jumping from job to job, especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what has led me to that restlessness is trying to find a company that suits my values and what I'm looking mm. for. Um, as far as, you know, it, exactly that my, my morals, my values, what we want, um, in this industry moving forward. And that is really mm. hard to find. Uh, the brewing industry is still growing. It's still developing those, those aspects and those roots. So I think that's something that um, has caused me to move around a little bit is just not finding exactly what the industry should be doing right now. And a lot of performative yeah. activism. So people telling me, yeah, we're like that. We're, we're doing these things. We have these initiatives. And then not really following through on them or, you know, just saying them for the sake of saying them and not actually having the actions behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, already I can give a little bit of a disclaimer if I'm, uh, I'm stepping on some toes with my bad English. So uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just to establish the fact that I'm a, a white male, I think that's a, a good place to start <laughs> before I do anything stupid. We know with our, uh, our talk here, but as uh, so you went from, from brewing, you went from, from corporate uh, alcohol into craft beer, and then you went a little bit out of uh, the brewing part, but still within the brewing world, uh, going into to brewer supply group, um, and then a little bit later on uh, with the Yakima Chief. So now you're working in the craft beer industry, but from an outside non-productive and uh, non non-production uh, side of things. How 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 did that look for you? Because I, I can imagine you saw and experienced a lot of different things working with that many different clients yeah no and i think um i started chan ferments just because uh and this was while i was working for yakima chief i'm not making any money on this let me let me <laughs> be a disclaimer right now i am just doing this for the passion of it um i'm here to help people um really understand uh kind of the the underbelly of supply and um technical brewing so mm. there are a lot of courses out there there are a lot of consultants out there um, I think I come from a very different background and approach, uh, which is why Shan Ferments exists. Um, so basically breaking down some really difficult topics, supply chain, um, you know, what what hop contracts look like, what what does uh, a, an ingredient company that needs to be providing um, to their brewers, what does that look mm. like, you know, from a price point, from a contract point of view. So really, I'm just, I'm here to provide resources more than anything. And then also, you know, on, on my own behalf, be a champion for mental health um, issues in corporate workplaces um, mm. and in the brewing industry in general. I think you're, you're bringing in something pretty crucial 
now, of course, craft beer has uh, matured a lot from the beginning. But I, I, I do a lot of uh, events and tastings. And whenever there is uh, someone who is fairly new to craft beer, I always say that, I mean, there is more teachers and plumbers making craft beer than there is actual educated craft brewers. <laughs> so, so, so what are some of the, the things which you sort of immediately uh, saw that you can contribute to a craft brewery with with your uh, previous experience? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's really been, it, that's exactly it. Most people starting out in craft beer don't come from, you know, a professional craft brewing education. Hmm. Um, and so there, there are a lot of learning points that they do need to understand. Um, you know, I, I've worked for those breweries where they get a windfall from selling, selling uh, software uh, or selling, um, selling architecture designs or whatever the case is, they come from that, they own a brewery because it would be fun. And then they immediately realize it's not that profitable to own a brewery. They nope. think it's a quick fix. It's super fun, but it's not, it's a lot of work um, and a lot of effort that they don't quite understand. So a lot of people are coming into this, not from a background of understanding what hop contracts look like or um, what their supply needs to look like or how to even run without an HR. Mm. Um, so what I'm trying to provide are those little aspects, you know, beyond the brewing, which they also need help with. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of the other, you know, parts that you don't even think about um, until they realize that you need to be thinking about these things to run a profitable business. Mm. Well, can you give me like one example uh, of uh, of uh, something you usually encounter working with uh, with uh, a brewery? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll give you a couple examples. One being, you know, hop contracts. Those are legally binding contracts. They happen um, many different companies, uh, different different breweries, obviously different sizes. Um, but a lot of people don't quite understand what they mean and why they need to do it. Um, mm. So there's a whole mystery behind actually supply chain. Hops, grain, um, all of these are agricultural products. They are um, dictated by the weather. They are dictated by how much there is. So I think a lot of new brewers, especially in brewery managers um, or even owners, don't realize like there's not an endless supply of grain. There's not an endless supply of hops. There mm. needs to be some sort of um, back and forth. These are commodities. Um, so that's one aspect. Um, other aspects, you know, understanding how to ensure that you have the proper equipment. Um, I worked for a brewery once that didn't understand that, you know, when you have um, a unit tank, it can be used for both fermentation and conditioning. And so they were transferring four different times and I'm like, why are you doing that? They're like, well, we have to transfer to condition. And I'm like, no, you don't. That's why you bought these. And like, they're not cheap, you know? So whoever was telling them to buy these or whatever reason they bought them, they didn't quite understand what they were being used for. Yeah. So there's so many different little pieces that, you know, people from outside the industry who might be getting into this for the first time, or even home brewers who are like, yeah, I want to own a brewery. That's great. I, I have all the faith in the world that people can go from different industries. I hope that they do. I just, there's a lot of little pieces that they don't quite understand um, mm. that need to be put together before you can be successful. And, and again, I love home brewers. They are the most passionate people in this industry, but home brewing is so different from production brewing. And 
that's something that people don't realize a lot of times. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> I hate homebrewing personally. Yeah. <laughs> we hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's um uh. It's it's ended a little bit in uh, in the north of, of Europe in the last like ten years. But I remember when I when I did my my uh, chef's education, I remember there was a lot of people owning a restaurant because uh, they had some sort of family gathering, some friends over, always getting compliments for the food, and they figured, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll open a restaurant. And that is probably something of the most stupid thing you can do if you don't have the same right thing. education. <laughs> exactly the same thing. Don't open a restaurant just because you think your food's good. Yeah. If you think your beer is good, don't open a brewery. Keep giving yeah. it out to your friends. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's the best way to be, to be popular amongst the, amongst the group at the, at the very least <laughs> and not and not waste millions of dollars yeah <laughs> true <laughs> very true so so you're working two years with Giacomo Schiff and you you are starting up uh Sean Ferments in in 2022 so last year of this uh, recording um and you say that this is just a a passion project there's not a lot of money for you in it so so then then I, my question is what is Sean Ferments it's basically um it's a lot of different things right now. I'm kind of going through iterations as to what I want it to be, but basically it's, um, it's what I want it to be whenever mm. that happens to be. I love, I love technical articles. So what I do is I break down a lot of really heavy topics, um, both in the brewing industry, organizational psychology, leadership, all of these things that I've gone through both on the food science side, technical side, but also on the human side of things. Yep. Um, so I love breaking down articles, setting those out. So people have a little bit more insight into what's going on right now in the industry. Um, I obviously want to support new breweries, current breweries. So I have um, services that I do offer um, just to help people through those tough times. I mm. love branding, you know, so I do have um, quite a following on social media. So I offer those services as well. Um, and, you know, I'm getting into the swag game because why not? So I just launched a, a whole line of swag um, that says fermented AF. <laughs> just for fun like because, that. you know, that's that's what I love about this is I I don't know. It's, it's freeing to be able to do whatever you want to and provide a difference in this community and talk about what you want to talk about. So mental yeah. health being one of those things. Um, talk about swag, talk about, you know, these, these things that are coming up, these issues that are coming out without, um, you know, duress from your, your company or from someone who might be um, watching what you're doing. So mm. I, I think it's important for me right now. Um, and we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited about the future and whatever that might hold, but um, just being able to be kind of a, a, a sound for people who might not be able to, to speak um, on, in many ways or people who just need help. I want to be yeah. that person who, you know, at least be a resource for people. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I, I see, um, if you go to the resource page of, of your, your homepage, I'll, I'll put the link in the, the show notes for anyone listening so you can, can check it out for yourself, but it's, it's quite a big, uh, it's quite a big, uh, variety of articles written from, from beer to eggs. I like that. Uh, can breweries spend grain, uh, feeding chickens, uh, but also like more deep, complex, uh, topics like uh, women's, uh, leadership, communication and the power of gratitude. Um, how do you, how do you balance something as 
fun and lighthearted as as using grains for feeding chickens and the the fact that uh, there is a, a challenge within the brewing community in terms of um, a lot of different topics, but you, you, you talk about it. How do you find a balance? It's, it is tough. Um, and I know my, my user base, that's not the right word. My followers, the people who, who my audience, there's the word, yep. my audience really, they, they kind of come for both. Um, but it is difficult. I am very passionate about, you know, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, in this industry in particular, mental health issues, um, so heavier topics, you're right. Mm. Um, but I do try to, you know, exactly that bring lighthearted topics, but also um, informative topics. So, yep. you know, for example, yeah, exactly. The grain, the grain discussion with the chickens. I have chickens. I love them. Um, really, what I'm trying to do is is talk about things that I'm interested in when whenever that strikes me, you know, mm. um, and that, that I think is the freedom of having your own business and, and being able to run it the way you want it to. Um, and that's, that is exactly what I'm trying to do with Shan Ferments is just, here's a wide variety of topics that are relevant to the brewing industry, whether that is from organizational leadership, um, mental health or something lighter, like where is your spent grain going? Um, Mm. how do you mash up? How do you get rid of old hops from your contract? Mm. What are, what are these topics and why are they relevant as well? Mm. And they look very, uh, thoroughly researched and well formulated as well. So it, uh, it lends, um, credibility to 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 the whole thing and and uh, i think we're going to dive a little bit uh, uh, down the the darker rabbit hole which is mental health <laughs> depending on your state of of mind of course yeah. <laughs> uh, one of our former guests leonardo uh, uh, calcano um, who is the bear Pro, um, the publisher of uh, baron magazine also mentioned one of the things which uh, he wished that the brewing industry talked more about was mental health. But he is also a person which is outside of the direct brewing. Uh, and you also focus a lot on the mental health part. But you're also outside of the, the brewing sphere, so, so to speak. Do you, what do you think it's people from outside of, of breweries which needs to help and inspire uh, the bring industry to take care of their mental health. I think that's awesome that um, Baron Magazine's talking about that. I love Baron, um, and I think you know that's that's exactly what should be happening. Is um, there is a need for people with a platform, with a voice, um, to stand up for those issues? So I have a small following. I'm not. I'm not Baron. <laughs> not very <laughs> magazine but you know the more that these publications start talking about it the more that we see that these topics come up at conferences webinars um on social media the more that these are talked about by larger platforms um this topic will start to trickle down into the exact brewers the the people running the breweries um mm. and i think that's that's where you know myself and the people who are adjacent to the brewing industry really come into into play is to amplify those voices who don't have voices currently. Mm. Um, and that's, that's honestly where, where I came from as well. I've been in those situations at my companies where I'm saying, Hey, I need help. Hey, I'm not doing well mentally. Neither are these people, you know, I'm burned out, whatever the case is and saying these things to HR or my manager and not being listened to. Um, Mm. and, and I know that's going on at a brewing level, you know, and, and, 
that's where we come into play. That's where publishers, social media um, needs to stand up and say, hey, this is going on and we are recognizing it. And that's maybe where the influence can start coming from at the top level of these organizations. Mm. You know, like, oh, this is actually a big topic in the industry. Now, it should be talked about and more seriously taken without that influence, but I think it might take a little bit of pressure and pushing from more influential people to start getting these breweries um, and corporations to really start listening mm. to their people. Yeah. Yeah, I think you also see this this change in uh, at least in the Western world, depending a little bit where you're listening to this. Um, as a, a culture, where you are at this very moment, might be very different from both the, what you are experiencing in the U.S. and what I'm experiencing in in Norway. But don't you think that there is a, a big potential within the brewing industry to help each other just with mental health? Because if you see one of the things which which really uh, intrigues me and fascinates and inspires me within this this world that we live in is the, the 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 connections that we do across borders across countries across companies uh through collaborations or festivals or whatever it is don't you think that 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 even if you're in a country where mental health is still something you don't talk about like back in the 90s in Norway for instance yeah uh, that that there there are others that can can help out uh, in the way that you do. Yeah. And I think that's so important that people do, you know, talk about it amongst themselves, but, and you're right. It is still not, it's a stigmatized thing in breweries, in corporations, because people don't want to be perceived as weak. Mm. You know, like if you say I'm burned out, there are still quite a few managers, people who are in higher positions going, well, that's a sign of weakness. And it's not, mm. it's an understanding that your body needs rest and especially in breweries, sometimes you're working 16 hours a day. Sometimes you're doing overnights, weekends. That doesn't lend to a lot of um, breathing room for your mental health. Um, and But no one's talking about it because you don't want to be seen as not a team player or, you know, maybe the brewery is strapped and this is a passion project for you. Um, mm. Or maybe you're not getting paid enough. So your mental health is suffering. Um, there, there are so many different elements to this and it's such a complex issue, but I think you're right. The more that we talk about it amongst ourselves and we start forming these connections and having podcasts like these to talk about this, I think that really does um, assist with the the widespread discussion that we need to be having, um, especially at a brewer level, which you're right, doesn't usually get discussed. No. I think it's um, you're touching on some some very good points there. And then then my my follow up question here would be then, if if I was a listener now, uh, and I was uh, the head brewer uh, or um, or in charge of a brewery, and uh, figure out well I am mentally sane uh, and I'm making air quotes now, uh, but men- I am mentally sane. But how can I ensure that within my organization? Um, talking about mental health and having mental health as uh, an important part of of the the business how can how can people get started with taking mental health seriously within an organization i think it's absolutely top down i think if you are a brewery owner um production manager uh whoever it is you know if you are in a leadership role you need to start taking action to have this discussion more um, colloquially more, um, at a brewer level, you know, discussing it with them. Um, 
one-on-one, just start the discussion amongst your team. The more that people feel comfortable discussing it um, at your organization, I think the more widespread these discussions will be and the more people Mm. will feel safe and comfortable talking to those higher ups about their mental health and what they, what, what action plans can be put in place. Um, There are resources out there uh, and I can't think of any on the top of my head, but there are resources out there Mm. for um, brewery owners, brewers about mental health and how um, you can get assistance, uh, how, how you can have those discussions, you know, to, to talk with your brewers and talk with your employees and talk with other people in leadership about how they're doing. Because a lot of times people aren't doing well, but they don't look like that. You know, yeah. they, they look like they're doing well, they look happy, but a lot of times that's just a mask. It's a facade. So mm. I think what needs to happen is exactly that top down more discussions um, and just, just, keep it lighthearted, talk about it. You know, there doesn't have to be an answer right away, but the more people feel comfortable, the better. Mm. Um, and, and better for your organization. That way you're not having burnt out brewers, people who are unhappy, you know, that does trickle down into your beer and into <laughs> what the customer sees as well. So if you're not looking at it from a humanitarian point of view, look at it from a business standpoint. If you have happy brewers and happy employees and happy leadership team, you will have better beer better customer service and your customers will recognize that. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a little bit cynical maybe, but uh, it is very expensive to have uh, unhealthy employees within an exactly. organization. <laughs> so do, a little bit cynical. If you cynical, care but... about them, care about the business. I yeah. mean, care about them, but... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Nothing but your bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I want to uh, give a little bit of a, for for the listeners now. When you're done uh, listening to this podcast, you should um, maybe uh, take a little bit of a note from the second podcast we had. Uh, now, disclaimer: this is with uh, the CEO of Plato, Magnus uh, Valmut, but um, he's doing something which I, I think is really inspiring, uh, where they are sitting down uh, every Monday to talk about what is going to happen this week and then a summary on the Friday and just creating this. Uh, spaces, safe spaces, uh, both to talk about what's gone good, what's gone bad, brag about others, uh, and uh, and uh, generally discuss uh, the the progress of um, of the company. I think this is something within a very hectic uh, everyday brewing uh, uh, brewing industry. That's not really something you you do that much. So uh, I can recommend that for uh, for people who uh, who are listening to this. Genuine transparency, accountability, and. Um you know, that just open communication from all levels of your company. It doesn't Mm. matter if you're the CEO or the person shredding paper. I think transparency, accountability, genuine um, gratitude, like I talked about in my one article, um, that all makes a huge difference, not only in mental health, but in the workplace Mm. in general. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, One thing we haven't talked about, uh, which might be a place for uh, for uh, for these kind of discussions. Uh, I don't know, but you have something called the, the bad weather tour, uh, <laughs> which is pa- part of of Shan Ferments. What, what what's going on with that one? So my friend um, uh, Heather, so she works for a Country Malt Group uh, in the same territory. So when I was a mm. salesperson for Yakima Chief, we had the same territory, which is huge. It's mm. um, Western Canada, so about seventy two percent of the continental. Uh, or of Canada is was our territory. So we said, you know, we have to do all these customer visits. Why don't we make it into some 
fun like tour across Canada during, you know, and you can understand this in Norway. Oh, it's yeah. miserably cold in February and January. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's awful. So we were going to places like Regina and Saskatoon and uh, Calgary and wherever during the heart of winter. So minus 40 degrees Celsius. Yeah, um, yeah that, like that's why we called it the bad weather tour. So <laughs> all it was and, and what it hopefully will continue to be is these presentations um, learning opportunities, educational opportunities for brewers. They're completely free. Um, we just go to different breweries and present on topics like malt, uh, mm. hops, you know, technical technical education um, and supply chain analysis broken down to a very, you know, digestible um, happy hour, if you will. <laughs> so that's, that's really what it is, is it's just kind of a fun event for people to to learn more about the brewing industry um, and and they're usually we offer it to brewers, both home brewers and uh, technical brewers, production mm. brewers, just so they have more free resources and a networking opportunity to hang out with everyone. So, mm. um, so that was really the 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 whole gist behind um, the Bad Weather Tour is just kind of a fun fun tour for us. And we'll hopefully now that the good weather has started, we'll probably <laughs> be well. We're ending it in Nashville at CBC. Um, our last, our last hurrah will be uh, on the Monday, where we're going to have a big lunch for all the Western Canadian breweries. Um, but we'll be starting it up hopefully next year once the bad weather starts again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, that's pretty admirable that you're looking forward to the bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what I'm looking forward to, but it's so fun to see everyone. You know, especially in places that we don't get to a lot. Um, and we were supposed to hit the Yukon this year. It just, there was so much going on. And, and with me starting into this new um, chapter in my life, I think uh, I, I really wanted, you know, I really wanted to get up there, but next year, we've got <laughs> a whole year. set of new, new breweries to tackle next year. Yeah. And I think for, um, I don't know how it is in terms of distance between breweries, but uh, that is one of the, I won't say one of the challenges in Norway, but um, it is a, it's usually a big distance from a brewery to brewery, business to business. So uh, so uh, having stuff like that to to gather around with uh, uh, around, I think that's um, that's a very good thing, both for in terms of sales, of course, but also the networking part and uh, and sharing uh, the the goods and the bads and the ideas that you have with the others within the industry. Exactly, we want brewers to get together just as much as we want to see them so mm. it it allows exactly it's an excuse for everyone to get together as well as an educational part you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we round things uh, things up here um i would like to to leave the listeners with one sort of actionable thing that they can can do and i think uh, you're touching on, on on a lot of different uh, things um a little bit like like Shine for Men's, it's a little bit of, of everything. We have been uh, we have been touching on a little bit of everything, but I think the mental health part, I think it's it's the real uh, thing that stands out to me after talking to you. Uh, and w what is sort of one actionable thing that um, that uh, uh, an employee within a, a brewery can do to help uh, either himself or the people around him um, to improve or uh, make it. Uh, unscary to share the, the the mental health with uh, with the crew. I think that's that's exactly it. Just starting to share, and that is scary. Um, I I don't I don't think it's a light 
decision to start sharing what's going on with your mental health. I think um, younger generations, um, millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Ys, Gen Zs, everyone, you know, <laughs> there's, there is now a culture um, that's a little more open to discussing mental health and how you're feeling, um, mm. which I think is great. So that I think is the first step is just starting the discussion, even amongst the lower level employees. What I'd love to see is, you know, leadership being leaders and talking mm. about it. But as an individual employee um, who might not think that they have a lot of influence or input available to them, just starting the discussion, even amongst yourselves, mm. it will trickle up. Hopefully sooner than later, it'll trickle <laughs> down, but it is, it is a scary thing. It takes a lot of courage to start talking about your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's still uh, 2023, but uh, yeah, sometimes it feels like it could have been in the Stone Ages in terms yeah. of uh, what to feel <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Shanley, I'm not going to take uh, more of your time. Just appreciate your sharing your uh, story and uh, hopefully inspiring uh, leaders and brewery employees a little bit more in terms of, uh, of focusing on mental health as an important part of uh, not only a personal thing, but actually a, a business and, and, uh, and group thing as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming with me to Canada and for listening to my talk with Shanley from Schaffermats. In this podcast, we are going all over the world of fermentation and uh, we appreciate having you along this journey, which are now going to a close for the first season with only two more episodes before the summer. So don't forget to subscribe to get the last few episodes of this very first season of Another Round with Plato. And as always, do feel free to share this with a friend, co-worker or anyone else interested in diving a little bit deeper within the brewing industry. We would love to have you with us. Until next time, remember to have fun, drink well, and take care. <laughs>